Hey, good morning. Happy uh, January. Happy New Year. I guess you don't say Happy New Year anymore. <laughs> um, now that it's what? Uh, January 19th, 2019. We're live up here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park building in Seneca Falls, New York. I'm Jim Sinecropi, and we got a great episode for you, so we're going to get right to it. Going to try to get it within an hour, but I bet we go a little bit over today. Uh, we got Red Jacket Indians in studio from the... Uh, Boys basketball team, the undefeated Red Jacket Indians boys basketball team, Chase Rizzo, Matt Record, Adam Bors, and Travis Hill. Join me in just a second. Uh, we're going to look through the leagues in the Wayne Finger Lakes, specifically the top of the Finger Lakes East where things got real interesting this week. Uh, the Wayne County Girls Leagues, too, is pretty crazy. Um, big week for uh, the Lions-Lions. And we're going to show you our updated power rankings and uh, something new. We made a sectional <laughs> probability chart, so I'll show you that to you as well a little later in the show. Uh, the Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball is brought to you thanks to the support of Generations Bank, Little John Orthodontics, DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. So right here in studio, we got Chase Rizzo. Chase, thanks for making the drive in. And Adam Forrest and Matt Record and Travis Hill. So, fellas, thanks for coming in. And I guess we'll start with you, Matt. I just you guys are twelve and zero, eight and zero in the league. Um, you returned all five starters from a team that went seventeen and six, section C two uh, runner up, sectional class C two runner up. Played in the Blue Cross last season against Lions in the championship. Gave them a nice game. Um, I think it was a 12 or 14 point loss. Yeah. Um, but talk about your season so far. Well, it's been successful so far, as the you know our record shows. But you know we like to play better than we have been. But we've been getting the job done. We've mm -hmm. been we've been getting our dubs. You know. So say when you mentioned play better than you have been, you've you're undefeated and you've been winning. Um, Guys are clearly the best team in the Finger Lakes West. I don't want to be premature and crown you as league champs yet, but it's heading that way. I don't see many chances on your schedule to trip up. Um, but uh, you know, what do you got to do better that you haven't done so far? Yeah, we just got to work better as a team, work together, work for one another. Just got to we got to make that show that we're we're here for each other on the mm -hmm. court. Okay, Chase, you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, we really have to be able to get our game plans and uh, make those work mm -hmm. work out for our favor. Uh, most of the teams we've been playing have been working their game plans out. We have to set ours in place and get those done. Sure. Um, so, Travis, there you are. Um, you guys... Uh, had a tough time with HAC the other night. One point victory. It was, you you guys have won rolling through the season. You only two games less than double digit victories. That was Byron Burgeon seventy five seventy one win, which is, was a tough game. I think they're a C one. You're in C one this year, and so you could face them again. But HAC uh, forty seven forty six win the other night. Why was that one so close? Well, we came out of the game. Um, they went out. They executed their game plan well. 
Um, we really didn't execute our game plan that well, but we still came out, got the win. So all that really matters, got to move on. Sure. We're so, doing. you know, Adam, it came down to the end. What happened? Explain what happened in the end of that game. Was it like a last-second shot or free yeah, throws? It was a last-second shot. It was actually my guy that I was guarding that took the shot. And, you know, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because so we're, it it we're not used to being that close in games. Yeah, and the shot didn't go in? No, it didn't. But I suppose something like that's probably – you gain more, I think, from games like that than, you know, 20-point wins probably help you a little bit further down the road not too long to go now you know january 19th we're less than a month away or just about exactly a month away from sectional starting um and you know at finger lakes one we try to get west teams when we can but generally we do a lot more wayne county and finger lakes east just maybe because of geographically where we are or sometimes <coughs> in the beginning of the season we look at uh you know, where the big games are going to be in the leagues. And, you know, Marcus Whitman went independent this year, and so that eliminated – we would have, if Marcus Whitman stayed in the West, we would have certainly tried to get uh, at least one, if not both of those matchups. But And I'll ask you about Marcus Whitman in a second. But uh, first I just want to get to know you guys a little bit more because a lot of our viewers probably haven't uh, seen as much of you as maybe they have some of the coverage that we do for, like, Waterloo or Newark or Lions. Yeah. So – um, I'm going to let you guys talk about each other. So, Chase, I'm going to start with you. I want you to just tell me a little bit about Travis. Uh, Travis, I've been playing with him for a long time, uh, since we were younger. Uh, we've always been the big guys, always been taller than everyone else. Uh, mm -hmm. We work really well with each other. He's a great player. Uh, he can really facilitate the ball when he gets the ball in the paint. He plays phenomenal defense. So he doesn't get gypped on some bad calls, but mm -hmm. uh, he's a great player. I love playing beside him. All right. And, uh, Travis, why don't you talk about Chase? Phenomenal player. I mean, he's probably one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, man goes for every rebound, mm -hmm. can jump out of the roof. Um, had his first dunk against Byron Virgin, which is oh nice. Witness that. Was pretty what cool. was that like? The dunk. Um, I think it was like a fast break, one-handed. Breakaway, one got up there, slammed it home. Nice. Um, just he knows he knows game basketball. He's always out and running. Always the first <clears> one down the court, ready to catch the ball and finish for our team. All right. So, Matt, talk about the guy next to you, Adam. Oh, man. <laughs> He's always been our point guard. He's always been who the team relies on the most, you know. He distributes the ball really well. He's He sets his goals for assists really high and mm -hmm. not points. And, you know, that shows what kind of player he is. He puts the team first every time and, he also had his first dunk this year. Oh, yeah? <laughs> wow. I wouldn't consider I Looking at you guys, I wouldn't be sure if you could dunk, but you guys yeah. must be able to get up, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I bet you Travis can dunk. You you have had dunks in games? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> not a good day. Not a good day. Not a good day. Um, all right, Adam, talk about Matt. Uh, I've been playing with Matt since, like, YMCA. Well, Jammer's Bunch, pretty much. Didn't you play Jammer's Bunch? Yeah. But YMCA, sure. uh, he's a great player. He's got a three-point shot. He can shoot wherever. Uh, yeah. And, Matt, you have a famous name in Red Jacket, one of the best um, girls basketball players, not only in Red Jacket history, but maybe in New York State history. Beth yeah. Record. How is that? How is there a relation there? Yeah, she's my aunt and dad's sister. 
Mm-hmm. Did she uh, have any influence on you playing basketball? Um, a little bit. It's just kind of wanted to be as good as her, you know. Yeah. Get my name out there, like she had her name out there. Yeah. Did you ever get her player one on one? Uh, when I was younger. She probably kicked your butt then, but maybe now she's getting a little older. Too old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, that's great. So. Mentioned you're rolling through the season. Um, you had that game against Byron Burgeon and then that game against HAC. Um, do you guys, I don't know, let me, I don't know how to put this, but uh, so you guys had a great season, got to the Blue Cross Arena last year. Um, and, you know, when you guys won that semifinal to get to the big house, that's kind of when everybody's like, whoa. Yeah, look at this team. They're pretty good. They're they're you know they they've got a group that's been playing together for a long time. Um, you know, upperclassmen now. And then you know even after that loss, you look at it and say, wow, everybody's coming back. So when that happens, you're kind of expected to get back there again. Um, talk about like what your goals for this season are and what would make it a successful season, Chase. Um, we definitely like to get to the Blue Cross again. Uh, get a redemption game. We uh, last year. Of course, going into it, we wanted to definitely get that title, get that win, but uh, we knew that it was going to be challenging. It wasn't going to be an easy game, but uh, for making a successful season, we definitely want to get back there, and hopefully this time come up with a win. You know, I called that game live on Finger Lakes 1, and um, but we did a lot of games. I don't remember. Did you guys you guys kind of packed it in and challenged them to shoot it, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, we knew that they could penetrate well. We knew that they could get in and finish around the rim really easily, so we yeah. tried to pack it in, make, make them prove that they can shoot from the outside. And then, uh, yeah, that was our main game plan. And, of course, that Lions team had a lot of uh, talent on it. Have you ever played against a player of the caliber of Justice Smith? That, that, I mean, he, he just – I remember one thing is he hit some early three-pointers in that game. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, so uh, – well, the good news is Justice Smith has graduated. Um, yeah. And Lions is still very good, but they're going to be Class C2. You guys are C1, so there is a chance for a rematch there maybe um, in the Class C playdown round. But um, we're going to talk about Class C1 this year, which includes like <coughs> Midlakes and Gananda. Right up at the top, I think you guys are like 1, 2, 3 right now in the standings. Um, but, you know, originally we were hoping to get Coach Tre- Trevor Gage up here with us now. Uh I hear a lot of good things about Coach Gage, and I know he's won sectional championships in other sports at Newark where he teaches. Um, I don't want to say which ones because I can't remember. Maybe, do you guys know? Softball. 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 So, you know, Travis, just talk about your coach. You know, what's, what's he like? Gage is probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He literally pushes me to be my best he's he's made me a way better player than I was like my everything that happens in the paint that I do he works on me every day in practice Mm -hmm. pushes me to be better and that has helped me go into the player I am and his his game plan is always spot on like that's how we almost that's how we beat Alexander we right he scouted them and came up with a plan. Yep. You guys executed it. Yeah. Okay, got you. Um, now, Adam, you're the point guard. That's usually a special relationship with the coach and the point guard. Um, you know, talk about your coach a little bit. Yeah, Anything that Travis didn't say. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he's a great coach. He's not there to just coach. He's always there for us. 
no matter what, no matter what the situation is, not about basketball, not about anything, just as a person. And that I really appreciate that, that he does that for us. Uh, when we go into games, he gives us a great game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mattering what the score is, if we're doing bad, that's on our fault because he gives us a game plan. We just don't execute it. But, but when we do, it's on him because he has a great game plan. Gotcha. So, Matt, what's a practice like with Coach Gage? Well, Take me through it. Like, what's the what do you guys do? You know, we have our set drills that we do every day, and we like to work against certain defenses, and you know, it changes depending on which team we play that week. But he definitely uh, pushes us hard, and you know, while we're working hard, he likes to have fun. We like to have fun. Mm-hmm. We make practice a good time, so we want to come back every day. We look yep. forward to it every day. Nice. So. Chase, anything that Coach Gage does in terms of ritual or, um, you know, like the way you dress on away games or what you do on the bus or what, you know, locker room, you know, is there anything that kind of unique about what you do there? Um, Well, we always dress up for every game. He likes Mm -hmm. us looking sharp. Uh, He always tells us we don't look sharp any other day, so he makes (laughs) us dress up to fix that. Great. Um, But pregame rituals, we we always like to go over in our gym at home games, get some shoot-arounds in our other gym Mm -hmm. while the other game's going on. Uh, do that and uh, he, Gage gets nervous real nervous for game so he always talks about how he hates warm-ups he always wants the game to just get going yeah, so right. uh, yeah that's a big thing that so he must have been a little nervous in the Blue Cross before that yeah. one huh? oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure um, you know back to you Matt talk about your home gym because it's a little unique in the fact that you have the baseline Bloomfield has it too mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit bigger than your gym but tell us about your gym we're going to Finger Lakes one's going to be there on Thursday night when Bloomfield comes to town it's going right. to be a it's going to be a radio broadcast but we're going to replay it with video later that night um, I don't know if you have seen ever seen how we do that so that's actually how we did it with your final game of the Blue Cross because we're not allowed to do live video um, and then hopefully since that'll be our first game in your gym um, you know we'll be able to come back and do more in the future but uh, yeah. tell me about you know the home gym and Red Jacket Indians well playing in our gym is it's exciting because we got the our student section right right in front of the hoop and during the second half of the game it's always nice to be able to you know play but also see all your friends in the crowd right there and you know having the crowd yelling from you know that side of the hoop and the side of the gym like the baseline right yeah yeah um so when you guys uh are are you always in the second half playing offense going towards them yeah okay um let's see here so i want to talk about the blue cross arena a little bit because now, before you guys played in the Blue Cross, did anybody ever go up and watch a game there? Yeah. Pretty much everybody? Yeah, yeah. So you've gone to sectional finals up there before just yeah. as fans? And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, did you go when you were kids, really young? Did somebody bring you up, or uh, just more recently? I went when I was like... Mon, right? Yeah, Mon brothers. Yeah, Mon brothers. We went to see a St. Bonaventure game there. Yeah. Okay. Three years ago, our JV coach took us there. Okay. So... You punch your ticket, beating, I think it was Alexander in the semifinals. Yeah. yeah. And you learn that you're going, you know, to play in the Blue Cross. Uh, just talk about some of, like, the emotions or anticipation. You know, I don't know who wants to take that one. Uh, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, on the bus ride there, we were all nervous. We were, we were all sitting there talking about how we get to go in the same entrance that higher-level college teams walk in the same entrance. We yeah. were all 
nervous and walking down the hallway towards the uh, locker room. We were all jumping around, looking around like we're kids in a candy shop. Uh, yeah, that was a great experience, though. We loved it. We everyone had a blast, even though we didn't come out with a win. I mean, we all made memories that night. That yeah, was good. Sure. And the other thing about the Blue Cross is you don't get a chance to you know go practice and get used to it. So um, Adam or Matt, when you guys when that game starts, you know, just talk about how difficult or maybe it isn't difficult to get into the flow of things like how different is that than playing in like a regular high school gym well the atmosphere is just different because you know you got those glass walls and the crowd is so far away yeah you'd think it'd be so much louder because right they're they're getting a lot of people there for the last game but uh you know it's different you got to adjust to you know how far away the wall is from the hoop and Mm -hmm. It's just completely different from one of our little schools' gyms. Yeah, same thing? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the floor was a lot different. The basket seemed a lot different. It was it was kind of weird, but as the time went on during the game, we got used to it a little better, and uh, all our nerves went away by then, so it was a good time. Well, i got to tell you, one thing, you know, looking at that game, I don't want to say it works both ways, so, like, okay, it's one game, you know, it's in this different place. You were playing a state-ranked team in Lions and a team that really was kind of ex- had state championship aspirations. They didn't get there, but they were they were talking about it, and they certainly were good enough, I think, to maybe have done that. But, um, but then you get in there and, you know, anything can happen. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I wasn't necessarily giving you guys too much of a chance, even because Lions had been there before, so they were in the sectional final one year before at the Blue Cross, so they had that familiarity coming in, um, and you know one of their best teams they've had in a long time, and uh, but you guys gave them a, a, a good game for sure, and I guess what the question now you're going to have experience and you know if depending on who you play they might have experience too but going back there again this year if you get there Travis is that going to be um an advantage you think um I definitely think that it will um we've already like better on the atmosphere Mm -hmm. so we already know like what it's going to be like how it's going to feel so I feel like us going back there two years in a row would definitely be an advantage towards us and I think if we were to come out there, execute everything well, I think we could possibly win. Sure. Uh, so, like I said, when this year when Marcus Whitman went independent, now Mark Whitman had won four straight Finger Lakes West titles. And now you guys, they're, they're a really good group, obviously, and but you guys have a great group too. And it was like, this is the year where you could probably <coughs> flip a coin. I can't wait till Whitman and Red Jacket square off. And uh, obviously it didn't happen. Now the bright side of that is with Marcus Whitman, okay, now we get to see him play Miners twice. They're going to play Lions. They played Lions in the Atwood. They're playing them in Marcus Whitman uh, in a few weeks. So, you know, that was the benefit. But, uh, you know, how disappointed or maybe you weren't, maybe you're happy that you're going to be able to have such a great chat at the league title. But, Chase, were you disappointed when Whitman went independent? Oh, I definitely have to say I was disappointed. Uh, all the years we've been playing them, we unfortunately never got a win going against them. Uh, we kind of got to build a love-hate relationship with some of the players. But uh, they're all good guys. We know them. So yeah. being able, we were hoping going into our senior year we would be able to get another shot at them but uh, unfortunately we didn't get that yeah I agree they're um they're a great group um love coach O'Connor and what he's done and uh so would you consider that like a friendly rivalry 
Yeah, I guess so, but not so know. friendly when you were coming up on the wrong end of the yeah, league standings. Sure. But then, like I said, this year it would have really been interesting. I wish you at least scheduled one game, but um, interestingly enough, um, right now in the Section Five Class C one standings, Red Jacket is number one, and Marcus Whitman's number two. So if you went according to chalk, you guys would potentially meet in the Blue Cross, and that would be, you know, amazing. That would be worth the wait for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Gananda's three out of Wayne County. So, you know, Class C1's going to be really interesting. Um, Byron Burgeon's four, which just goes to show you there's no guarantees. You guys beat those guys by four <coughs> points, and there's a good chance you might run up against them, um, you know, on the road to the Blue Cross, if not in the Blue Cross. Um, Rochester Academy Charter School's in there at five, and then you got more Wayne Finger Lakes teams with East Rochester at six, Sotus is at eight, uh, Williamson's 11. But one thing that really is kind of scary to me, or if I were you guys, is you got a CG Finney team that's the 10th seed right now. And I don't know if yeah. you guys know anything about CG Finney, but they got a ninth grader, Marcus Robinson. He scored 56 points. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can sit here and talk about this and that about the Blue Cross Arena, but it's uh, there's no guarantees. But right now, you know, you guys sit atop the sectional standings at 12-0, and 0, uh, 57 sectional points, which is, like, way more than anybody else. So it's you. And looking at your schedule, you know, you got a tough game against York at home. They're a C3 team on January 27th. That could be an opportunity to slip up. But even with one or two losses, it looks like you guys will be the, the top seed in uh, – in sectionals heading into there. So, um, what do you guys know about York? Have you ever played York before? Uh, we played them in football. So uh, you're a football player. Are yeah, we all football players? Uh, us three are. Travis is not. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we played a couple of their kids on football. Uh, what position? Your quarterback, right? No, I'm wide receiver. Wide receiver? Yeah, Matt. Matt's quarterback. quarterback. Okay, I yeah. know one of you guys was. Yeah. Um, what other? Any other sports? Uh, I play. I run track as well. Track in the spring. Yeah. Okay. How about? Uh, Adam, any other sports besides basketball? Uh, I play football. And what position? Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver? Yeah. Okay, nothing in the spring? No. Okay, how about you, Matt? I run track, football, and basketball. And what's your football position? Quarterback. Qu- oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. <laughs> and what about um, track? What's your event? Uh, triple jump, long jump, and high jump. Triple, long, and high. How about you, Chase? Uh, I run the 1, 2, and 400 meter. Okay, so dis- some distance there. And Travis, how about you? Any other sports? Uh, I play baseball in the spring. Baseball? What position? I am a pitcher, a third baseman. Yeah, I would have guessed you were a pitcher. you got to be pretty imposing on the mound, right? You're tall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, you, um, what do you like best about baseball? Um, I like how it's like a subtle game, and it's I think it's one of the hardest sports to play, in my opinion. Cause it's kind of specialized. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you guys, do you guys have any... Uh, type of system where you got a camera in center field and you kind of read the pitches and then send signals to each other because <laughs> no, i heard we, that works pretty good it works we, yeah we, we don't we don't do that but okay <clears throat> um, <laughs> well we're gonna run through some of the action in the leagues we're gonna give our new power rankings um, then we're going to come back with some quick-fire questions for you guys, so hang in there. And as I run through the leagues, I'll probably bounce some questions back to you guys as well. I uh, just want to tell you about Generations Bank, celebrating 150 years of serving and supporting our hometowns. Visit MyGenBank.com for the best choices in checking, savings, home equities, mortgages, mortgages, and much more. 
uh, Generations has been the Finger Lakes Bank since 1870, Generations Bank member FDIC. So I want to start with the Finger Lakes East Boys because it was a, it was a great week. I mean, this is the type of week uh, that uh, when we getting ready for the new season, we just look forward to a um, big week at the top of the league standings as we had Newark and Waterloo squaring off in Waterloo, a rematch of the opening night game that Newark won at home against Waterloo. And then on Friday, or Thursday, Friday, Waterloo went to Geneva to take on Geneva, and everybody trying to keep pace with the Wayne Eagles. So we heading into those games early in the week, you saw Penyon defeat World of Inquiry, behind 24 points for Mason Coover. And uh, Penyon... Uh, Penyan is, uh, I think, better than people had anticipated. And again, Class B2 with Minders, right now they're the four seed. So Penyan flying a little bit under the radar. I think we might have undervalued Penyan just a little bit. Minders on Monday night did a boys-girls doubleheader with South Seneca. In Seneca Falls, the boys won 77-47. Troy Cabot had 20. Jerry King had 17. Bloomfield. Went at Midlakes. Midlakes wins 55 to 53. Kyle McCann had 21 points. And I mentioned Penyan. Uh, they almost played spoiler as Geneva went down to Yates County to take on the Mustangs. And Geneva pulls off a two point victory. So, you know, we're talking about Geneva as one of the top teams in the Wayne Finger Lakes. And uh, Penyan almost had them. So a nice a nice win for Geneva, but another one of those games that's, I think, bringing a little more attention to Penyan. Now, that Bloomfield-Midlakes game, guys, um, you, would you root for Bloomfield in that type of situation where you got a league team playing out against a crossover against another one? Like, how much league pride do you have? Because, let's be honest, and it's mainly due to school size, but like the Finger Lakes East, bigger schools generally going to be better teams than the Finger Lakes West, although we've really seen some... Um, you know, great Finger Lakes West teams, you know, uh, you know this group of Whitman teams, uh, your team, um, Naples a few years ago had an undefeated regular season. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any, like, league pride, or what do you think about that, Matt? Yeah, well, it'd be cool to see Bloomfield beat them, but at the same time, you, it's a you, pride you never mind seeing one of your rivals lose. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so, we were really excited Finger Lakes won because we had two games um, this week on live, uh, live on Finger Lakes 1. The first one I was able to call with Kevin Korzineski, Newark at Waterloo. And it was an impressive win for Waterloo. Julian Ruiz had 25 points to lead the way as uh, Waterloo picked up a 7-point win. And that was big because Waterloo and Newark were basically neck to neck. And the way we kind of framed it was the winner of that team was still in the league race. The loser, probably not, as they drop three games behind league leader Wayne and have two teams in between them in Geneva and now Waterloo. So that was a tough loss for Newark for sure. And I was just kind of, you know, if Newark looking to get better as the season goes on, they really struggled with the Waterloo full court pressure that game. And so they... Just need to get a little bit better guard play uh, heading forward, and but you know as it stands, it's that loss pretty much eliminated Newark for from league title hopes. Uh, and you know the funny thing is, moving further on in the week in the Finger Lakes East, talk about Penyan almost beating Geneva. Uh, 
Then they go to Palmac, and Palmac comes out with a 45-44 win against Penyan. So Paul Goodness had 17 there uh, for Palmac, and of course Palmac B1, Penyan B2. Uh, Newark bounced back with a win at Midlake, 74-53, and then Minders went on the road to Wayne and lost 59 to 48. Tyler Reynolds had 16, Mason Blankenberg and Eli Schichtel had 14 each for Minders. Troy Cabot had 20, Nick Jones with nine. And I was talking to Coach Bill Thompson after that game, and he said that he was really impressed with the, this young Minders team and the way they just never gave up. Uh, they just kept coming back at him. So um, I think that uh, Coach Pat Prane's Blue Devils getting better every game too. And, and again, they're Class B too with Penyan. So then, probably the biggest game of the year so far was in Geneva. Now this water, this hot Waterloo team just beats Newark. Now they're heading to Geneva to the Panther Den. It was one of those games that um, you you know they're going to have to cut off the the gate, the, the attendance, the entry at some point uh, for fire code reasons, and it was just um, you know a great atmosphere. And the game really didn't um, you know deliver in terms of. Uh, excitement our our closeness uh waterloo actually led in the second quarter geneva went on an eight point uh halftime lead and then kind of pulled away in the third quarter devin martin had a sick alley-oop dunk um and it was and it was a big win so i think um i felt like uh geneva had a statement win last week against newark i think this was another statement week uh win for geneva is now you know, mathematically, Waterloo and Newark still within reach of Wayne. They're all going to play each other again in the second half, but it's shaping up to be a Geneva-Wayne battle at the top of the Finger Lakes East for the league crown. And next Friday night, Geneva's at Wayne, and that's a game you can listen to on Finger Lakes 1 Radio uh, with Paul Russo and Nick Felice with a the call there. And uh, that's going to be the game of the year, no doubt, uh, when... Geneva heads to the Eagles nest but uh that was a, a great game uh, Paul Russo this was uh who called that game Waterloo Geneva Russo and uh, Kevin Sharp on uh, Friday night Devin Martin had 15 points Nick Askin had 12 Jagger Kerr with 10 Nasir Harrison with 10 and um the Panthers stay within one game of Wayne Newark and Waterloo are now two and a half back um uh, Minders Penyan and Pelmac five back Geneva's all on the same page, too. They're, they're just deep and athletic, and Kevin Sharp, after calling that game, told me, he said, the amazing thing about that game is that they played so many guys, like 10, 11 guys got in the game, and every single one of them had an impact. They they made an impact. Reed, or Wyatt Patchett got into the ball game and uh, made a couple of, got a couple of nice rebounds and um, defensive plays. And he said in that win over Waterloo, every single player made an impact that, that, that was on the floor that night for Geneva. So um, another big game this week, and it's exam week, so it's a, it's a quiet week, but Waterloo is going down to Hornell. And why is that important? Well, Hornell's the top seed right now in Class B1 with Waterloo, Newark, and Geneva. And... Um, you can watch that game on Pish Sports on their Facebook page at Pish Sports, P-E-I-S-C-H. They live stream all the Hornell home games. So um, Wednesday night, you'll be able to check out the Indians at Hornell. And now just real quick, in Class B1, you got Hornell, the top seed, 11-1, followed by Geneva, the second seed, then Batavia, Greece Odyssey, 
and then Waterloo coming in at fifth seed, Livonia, then Newark at seventh seed, and then Palmac, Mid Lakes, North Rose, and Olympia. So that's going to be a fantastic tournament uh, when we hit the postseason for sure in B1. Now in Class B2, you got Avon number one, Wellsville number two, um, and that Wellsville team, uh, Jusiliak, Jusil, do you know who the kid I'm talking about? Player for Wellsville, maybe not. Um, fantastic player, but um, Marcus Whitman beat Wellsville pretty good earlier this year, which should be um, encouraging, I guess, for some of these teams in Class B2 as uh, the Jusil, can't say his name, can't remember his name off the top of my head. But anyways, it goes Avon, Wellsville, Bath, Haverling, and then Penyan at four, Leroy at five, Minders at six. And so just the two Wayne finger two Finger Lakes East teams and Penyan and Minders and B two, both with an excellent chance to get to the Blue Cross Arena, if not win a sectional title, despite the fact that they are relatively struggling in their league right now. And that's why they're the smaller teams in the Finger Lakes East. And so Hopefully that will prepare them for sectionals. Now only only one other team in Finger Lakes East, and they're in Class A two. That would be Wayne. Right now they're the two seed. Of course, Wayne uh, won sectional titles two of the last three years in A two, which is super impressive. Last year though, they lost in the semifinals to an East team that has almost everybody back. East is the number one seed, and I know, while Wayne, this Wayne group, would love to get back to the sectional final um, if if East is waiting there for him that would be a really tough challenge and, and this A2 is tough you got North Star Christian at number th three right now School of the Arts at four Pitt Sutherland at five but Wayne is, plays a really tough schedule and they can play with any of these teams I think the East though is the juggernaut in A2 so I'll kick it over to the Finger Lakes West real quick I already talked with the boys here about the West a little bit uh, South Seneca beat Romulus earlier this week in a rivalry game, 59-47 at the Jack Guyon Arena. Mentioned that Red Jacket one-point win on the road at HAC, 47-46. And then last night in the game you heard on FingerLakes1.com, Honeyoy beat Bloomfield in the Bloomer and the Bomber Barn. Uh, I don't have that score for you, but but Honeyoy won. You can listen to the replay of that game. The link's on the front page of Finger Lakes 1. So Red Jacket now is up two and a half games on Bloomfield. Three, or they would be three and a half on Bloomfield, three on Honeyoy, or two and a half on Honeyoy. Honeyoy currently the number five seed in D1. They're the only Wayne Finger Lakes team in D1, and um, they certainly have a chance. Now they're playing, you've played, guys played Honeyoy yet? Yeah, yeah, and which one you had to guard the girls that were on the team? Because that team they have they have no girls team, so they let yeah. uh, Gabby Trippy and a couple other girls are now on the girls team. Do they see the floor against you uh, guys? Yeah, they did the fourth quarter. Yeah. They started playing. Yeah, and um, you know it's they're they're obviously good players, yeah. but is it difficult to play against a girl in official? And I'm not talking just pickup game. You know, this is an official game. Yeah. Uh, I believe all of the starters were out at that point yeah. when they got in, but um, watching them play, they still they still played. They put up a good fight. They played well. Yep. Uh, I think Trippy had four points in two minutes yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Huh. Played well. That's definitely interesting, and glad they had that opportunity to play. Um, disappointing. There's a few teams that didn't field teams this year. The Red Creek boys didn't field a team. Um, I think Marion and Williamson girls combined are boys. Boys combined. Well, anyways, and then the Honeyway girls don't have a team this year. So 
Um, and then, as I mentioned, in the Finger Lakes West Thursday night, Bloomfield at Red Jack at 7.30 p.m. Nate Charman, Jason Hunt on the call. And then uh, we'll bring you the full video of that game probably around 10.30, 10.45. We'll stream it live on Finger Lakes 1. So let's move to the Wayne County boys. Gananda still just one game back in the lost column of the standings. You know, we're handing this whole league to, to Lions, and they did beat Gananda pretty good. Um, in Gananda, so but Gananda will come back to Lions with a chance to pull an upset and, and grab a share of that league title if they can continue to beat other teams as well. That game's on January 31st in Lions. Uh, some action from Wayne County this week. Dundee beat Sotis um, in Dundee, so there's another West opponent uh, a year stepping out, uh, getting a win, hosting Sotis. Uh, Palmac. At North Rose Wolcott, Palmac with a 49-38 win, so some crossovers there. Rochester Academy Charter School fell at Clyde Savannah 65-59, so that's a team that's in your classification losing to Clyde. Gananda beat Sotis in Sotis 61-52. Williamson beat East Rochester at uh, in Williamson. Cody Bland with 18.6 rebounds. Patsy Catalano, 16 points. I like that name. Patsy, Patsy Catalano. Patsy. So um, Clyde beat North Rose Wolcott. That's a little neighborly rivalry game there, 48-38. Uh, to 38. And then Lions went to Sotis, a place that sometimes gives them trouble, and they did come out with a 13-point win, 64-51. Benji Kemp with 24 points. That's a season high for him. Amir James, 17. And J.C. Walker with 10 for Sotis. John Malsani led the way with 14. And Gananda goes to Williamson. And again, remember, Williamson just beat ER, but Gananda gets the win 57-43. It was Coach Jeff Thompson's 300th career win as a head coach. So, Coach Thompson, congratulations. That's a big mark. They make a big deal when you win 200. Now you've won 300. That's a lot of, that's a lot of wins. And, um, and that's a coach and a team that you guys might um, see down the road. you scout any of these other teams that are in your classification? Like, do you ever see, do you see Gananda play yet this year? Not this year, no. We have not. Just last year, though. But yeah. a couple of good guards, and there's you know there's there's a pretty decent chance you might meet them um, in the postseason for sure. So real quick, Whitman, we mentioned not in the league, but we got to tell you what they did because um, they had a nice week. So they hosted Wellsville and won sixty three forty one. So. Uh, impressive win for sure. Uh, Jordan Lehu, 26 points, 6 assists. Noah Hildreth, 13 points, 5 assists. And then they went on the road at World of Inquiry. Another nice win. 8 point win, 64 56. Aiden Royston with 13. Jordan Lehu, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Ryan Harad, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Liam Prendergrass, 10 points, 12 rebounds. So, you know, Travis. Uh, you know a lot of these kids on Marcus Whitman for playing them over the years. Some, yeah. Um, you know, just talk a little bit about Whitman and, and what makes them, has made them successful the past couple of years. Um, they're well coached. They move off the ball very well. They're, they have one very set offense that works every time. Um, but they all work together. They play as a team. Um, well coached, like I said. Yep. And they have a pretty good bench. Yeah, they're pretty, they're deep. In. They're definitely deep. Um, it's a nice program they got going there. Chase, anything you got want to say about any of those kids at Whitman? Yeah, uh, I know a lot of them from uh, just playing them in the years. Played a couple of them AU against them with them sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. But their defense is just killer. They're scrappy. Got they you drive the lane, they'll pick it out. You got to be strong with the ball. But uh, yeah, they make their living. 
Yep, yep, absolutely. So, uh, kick it over to the girls, but first got to tell you about Little John Orthodontics. Dr. Rod Littlejohn and Dr. Liz Barbie are proud to support our area high school athletes. Check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. So, let's go Finger Lakes East girls. After last week's big win for Pelmac versus Waterloo, they go down to Penyan, and Penyan gets a pretty comfortable 51-39 win. So that would kind of send shockwaves through the Finger Lakes East Girls League. Uh, Jody Decker, 17 points. Jenna Kerbo, 11 points and 10 rebounds. And so Waterloo, Midlakes, and Minders each picked up two wins this week. And those two wins were really big for Minders. Really young Minders team. Um, that a lot of people were kind of riding off this year, but they're hanging in there. And those two wins, one of them against Wayne, huge for sectional points. And uh, so now Pelmac at seven and one has a half game lead over Waterloo in the standings, who's at six and one. Midlakes is a game and a half back at six and one. They're another team that got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they're just a game and a half back. Kara Walker's playing great. Um, and you know, after losing Elena Forbes and Macy Kisner and company, they're just they're still kind of coming together, but um, improving every day. Minders fourth place, just two and a half back at four and three. So those were this was a really nice week for Minders. One of them was an out of league win, and one of them was a win against Wayne, uh, league opponent, obviously. So sectional girls B one, Waterloo's the top seed. Livonia two, Dansville three, Batavia four, Palmac five, Midlake six and Newark 10 and Geneva at 11 right now. So um, just like the boys, Waterloo, Pelmac, Midlakes, all there in, in B1 could lead to some interesting postseason showdowns. B2, top seeds Wellsville there for the girls. Avon 2, then you got Penyan 3, Minders 4. So Penyan, Minders, Penyan 7 and 4 overall, Minders 6 and 5 overall, but kind of taking a uh, tough league, but step into sectionals and all of a sudden you know they're still there as one of the top seeds so they got a good chance um, FL West girls big story of the week was Romulus beating Marcus Whitman so 46-43 Whitman was undefeated in the league before that win by the Lady Lady Warriors and so now Whitman's at 6-1 and one. Red Jacket is at 6-2 and two, a half game back Romulus and Dundee are 5-2 and two in the league just one game back each uh, Class C1 girls has East Rochester out of Wayne County, fourth. Then you got Whitman, five seed, Red Jacket, six seed, Ganonda, 10 seed. And the top seeds there are Pembroke, Canisteo, Canisteo Greenwood, and Byron Virgin. So it should be some great matchups there in the postseason, potentially involving Wayne Finger Lakes teams. Dundee's in Class C2 with Wayne County teams, a bunch of Wayne County teams. Right now, Dundee's the sixth seed, and that team, uh, that Dundee squad, um, has been impressive this year as well. And South Seneca, who has just owned sectionals for the past four years, is the 13th seed right now. Can't count on a team with that much experience in coaching. Um, they've just been a juggernaut of Section 5, and this year um, they're a little smaller and um, been struggling, but uh, I will never count out South Seneca to make a sectional run. And then HAC would be the 15th seed. Romulus is a three seed in D2. Sometimes we forget about those D classifications, but as a three seed, the Romulus uh, Lady Warriors, who I think won the state title in 2012, maybe it was 13, um, they're, they're in good position to uh, make a run in a sectional title as a three seed. And in Class D2, North Star Christian's the top seed. Elba, a tough Elba team, so is the uh, second seed. So I'll give you guys a chance to talk about a couple of your classmates. Um, 
Adam or Matt. Talk about the girls team, the Red Jacket girls team. You lost Sarah Van Aken, um, probably one of the best athletes in your school history, a state uh, pentathlon champion, right? I had her up in the studio this summer, actually, and talked to her about that. Um, But talk about, you know, the Red Jacket uh, Lady Indians. Oh. You don't get to see them a lot because they usually play the same yeah, they, days. Yeah, they've had a few games at the same time we have. But uh, they're a good team. They got some height. They got some athletes. But they're really, they're really uh, battling in the league this year. They got some good competition and mm-hmm. fighting for a good seed. Um, who's the best shooter here, you think? Three-point shooter. That would be yeah. Matt Record. <laughs> Matt okay, Yunch. Matt, who wins the three-point shooting contest between you and Sidney Close? Oh, Sidney Close. <clears throat> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd take Sidney. I've seen her uh, pregame warm-ups. We're talking no defense out there, just straight-up three-point shooting contest. I've seen her, like, just knock them down one after another in, like, pregame warm-ups. Um, but, yeah, maybe we can set that up sometime. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, Wayne County girls, last league we got to talk about. Huge week for the Lions girls. This is a program that's just kind of steamrolling up the standings, and um, and I think their expectations for maybe a potential sectional title just keep increasing with every game. Uh, they had a nice win at East Rochester, sixty-three to fifty-five. Um, really big win. Amani Harbor. Har- Armani Harder with 25 points for Lions. East Rochester was led by Zoe Zoots with 22. Samantha Lewis had 14. And Mackenzie James had 13. And they added a 7th grader this Lions team, Jayla Bell, a 7th grader, um, playing varsity now for Lions. And she's no joke. In her first varsity game, 8 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. So that is pretty impressive. Lions also uh, hosted Chesterton. And won fifty nine to ten. Caitlin McDonald had fourteen. Caden Crago had twelve. And the seventh grader Jayla Bell had eight points again. Gananda girls um, went to Clyde Savannah, and this Clyde Savannah team is on the rise as well. They they handed Gananda a seventeen point loss, forty seven to thirty. And uh, and then Red Creek also defeated Gananda in a bit of a rivalry game, forty two to thirty nine. Um, we got to get Izzy Wilbur up here as a guest here. Maybe what we'll do um, coming up is a Wayne County Girls show where we'll have uh, a couple girls from um, from maybe Lions, Clyde, Red Creek. Uh, we'll see what we can do about that. But, you know, Izzy Wilbur, uh, one of the best players uh, in a long time, uh, maybe one of the best girls players at Red Creek ever, and uh, they got a big win against Gananda. And so Lions takes over the league lead for the girls at 6-1. and one. They're 9-3 and three over it all. They're a game and a half up on Clyde Savannah, who Clyde beat. I don't know. Did Clyde? Uh, I shouldn't say. I can't remember. I think, um, well, Taylor Sharp scored her 1,000th point that game, but Lions might have won the game. Anyways, they're a game and a half up on Clyde Savannah. One game up on East Rochester. Game and a half up on Red Creek. Gananda's now two and a half back. I mean, this is a great league that's up in the air. Any one of those teams I mentioned, including Gananda, still with a shot. Class C2, most of these teams are in Class C2. Uh, and the Lions girls are the top seed right number one, right now, followed by Keshequa, Red Creek, Clyde at four, uh, Wheatland Chile at five, Dundee out of the west at six, and Oakfield, Alabama at seven. So as you can tell, I'm getting excited about sectionals. It's uh, coming up, and there's uh, we got a ton of... Wayne Finger Lakes teams in the upper half of brackets, so they'll be hosting home games and um, through the semifinals. All right, so 
Let's see, where are we doing? Man, we're moving right <clears throat> along here. we got to give your power rankings, but first got to tell you about DeSanto Propane offering monthly billing and fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at DeSantoPropane.com. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto. And Bill Cram Chevrolet. All roads lead to Bill Cram Chevrolet on 5 and 20 between Seneca Falls and Waterloo. Browse their full inventory of new and used vehicles at BillCramChevrolet.com. So... Power rankings time. Let's start with the girls. Let's see them. Palmac stays at one. Waterloo at two. Um, Palmac went to number one um, after beating Waterloo and then lose to Penyan. But we're keeping them in the top spot mainly, I think, because they actually won against Waterloo in that head-up matchup. But um, that could change over the next coming weeks. Midlakes moves up to three. Lions way up to four after that big week. The Minders, Lady Blue Devils at five. Penyan at six. So Minders beat Penyan in Seneca Falls two weeks ago. And Penyan, of course, with a big upset of Palmac. So those teams are, are both, as I mentioned, B2 teams. And they're evenly matched in our power rankings. Whitman girls fall to seven with the loss this week to Romulus, East Rochester girls at eight, Red Creek at nine, and Romulus Warriors, the Lady Warriors, one of the, the smallest school in all the Wayne Finger Lakes, now move into the 10th spot in the girls' power rankings. So now let's take a look at the boys' power rankings. If I can pull them up here. And Wayne stays at number one, Geneva up to number two, Lions three, Whitman four, Red Jacket five. And Red Jacket, you guys have stalled at five, I think, just because when you look at, I want a test. I, want, I wish you guys just played one game that was like a real test so we could yeah. really gauge where you're at because personally I think that you may belong as high as uh, three or four in these rankings right now. Again, smaller school. Um, these power rankings don't take that into account. We're just looking at the strongest teams that we feel based on what we see. And, um, you know, Wayne is an A2 school. You guys are C2. That's just a big difference. So to be um, even in the top five, same with Whitman, um, is, uh, is it means you've got a really good team. Um, from a smaller school, so and you know why would Whitman be four and five? I don't because Whitman has had a couple of those games where they've been tested and they've really stepped out against some really tough teams. Like going two Lions to play Lions is tough. I think I could see you guys maybe jumping them over if Whitman doesn't beat Lions when Lions comes to Whitman. But um, but right now you guys are holding steady at five. Waterloo at six. Newark at seven. Penyan at eight. The Minders boys hanging in there at nine. And Gananda boys at ten. So there's your power rankings, and I got something new for you guys right now that uh, we're going to do every now and then, and that is I want to show you our sectional probability chart. So you got this is totally different than the power rankings in that like a Romulus in Class D1 could have the best chance to win a sectional title based on um, our probability rankings. So I'm going to pull them up here for entertainment purposes only. And so looking at the boys, sectional probability chances, um, you know, Lions in Class C2, we got them at a 65% chance to win and an 80% chance to get to the finals. Now, hopefully Justin Tootie Smith, um, his foot injury recovers in time where he can be a full part of the team because they're certainly a lot better with him. But even without him, a really good shot to win 
that C2 title this year. <clears throat> but even as dominant as they've been, 65%, because, man, you got to play good teams, you got to win games, it, nothing's a guarantee. And that's why Geneva, who's been red hot, is at 45%, according to our uh, calculations, and 60% to get to the Blue Cross. And then we got Red Jacket and Whitman, and, and we just deadlocked you there. Um, hopefully, you'd be on opposite side of the brackets, and that's why maybe to win or even to get to the finals isn't as high as you might think for the one and two seed. But, you know, the way things work out, you could end up playing each other in the semis if you get on opposite side of the brackets, or you could end up, you know, getting knocked off by some good team like Byron Bergen, for example. Um, but right now, we got. Keep our fingers crossed. Love to see Red Jacket Whitman in the finals with the Blue Cross. Um, and then, you know, Penyan and Minders boys. Like, they're not one of the stronger teams in the Wayne Finger Lakes this year, opposed to, um, or even in their league. But when you step into sectionals, they got a really good chance to advance to the Blue Cross and, and win a sectional title. And then, you know, Gananda, Honeyoy, and, and then Wayne is number one in our power rankings, but man, they're in A2, so they're at 20% to win because they would probably have to beat an East team uh, that's uh, just a really phenomenal team this year, but still a really good chance to get to the finals, but then they might have a really tall task to, to take on that East High team. Um, you know, Waterloo, so you're, you're looking at the numbers right here. I don't got to go through every team, it's your. And then you look at Marion at 1%, hey, they got a chance. Everybody's got a chance. <laughs> right? So let me kick it over now and just look at the girls' futures, the uh, <coughs> sectional championship probability. And uh, Waterloo's looking great this year. Um, and again, both Palmac and Waterloo in B1, they both can't win it, um, which is one reason why the probabilities uh, might be a little lower. And uh, Waterloo, the one seed, Palmac, the five seed. Lions girls. Got a great shot. The Romulus girls in D2 got a great shot. The Whitman girls having a great season in C1 have a great shot. And um, again, just like on the boys' side, there's Penyan and Minders uh, in B2, the lone Wayne Finger Lakes teams in B2. And the Midlakes girls don't count them out. They're looking for their third straight sectional title. And then some of these Wayne County teams got, got really good shots. So we'll revisit that every now and then here on the podcast the uh, new probability charts. So, Finger Lakes 1 coverage note, Thursday night, Bloomfield at Red Jacket, 7.30 p.m. 7.25 actually is when we get on the air, if all things go well with the JV game. Nate Charman, Jason Hunt on the call there on Finger Lakes 1 radio, about 10.30, 10.45, video replay of that game. Um, and, Jesus, that, that, that's the only game we have this week. And Or no, no, the very next night, the very next night, Huge game, Geneva at Wayne at 7.30. And then it'll be Paul Russo and Nick Felice on the call. I'd love to do to get a video replay of that one, too. Right now we don't have a, a cameraman scheduled to go out there with those guys. But um, that will be probably our highest-rated uh, radio broadcast of the year. Then moving forward next week, Monday, uh, January 27th, we're going to have another radio broadcast, Romulus at Clyde Savannah at 7.30. Wednesday, the 29th, we're back with full a full broadcast for the Midlakes girls at the Waterloo girls, Dave Barnick and Michael Alessio on the call. And then Friday the 31st is that second leg of that Minders Waterloo boys girls doubleheader we do every year. This time in Waterloo, Dave Barnick and Michael Alessio are going to have the call there. And then moving ahead even a little further, Tuesday, February 4th, that's the full broadcast of the Lions Marcus Whitman 
game in Marcus Whitman. That's going to be awesome. I'm calling that game along with Kevin Sharp. We might even have former Lions coach Zach Young sit in for our first three-man booth of the year. And I'm not going to go any further. That's our, that's the upcoming broadcast that we have. So thanks for bearing with me, fellas, while I just spent a lot of time talking. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go back to you guys with some quick-fire questions um, this is um, my favorite part of the show. Just I'm going to hit you up. You're going to answer it. We're, we're going to move past it. Once in a while, there will be some things that uh, we might want to stop and discuss. So um, so let's do it. And, and if you're watching this on uh, Time Warner Channel, whatever channel it is, 1306 or something like that, uh, we're going to probably cut off in a couple minutes as we're getting close to an hour here. But um, other than somebody on Red Jacket, Travis, who's the best player in the Finger Lakes West? I don't know. Um, and Whitman doesn't count because they're not in the Finger Lakes West anymore. So you can't name a Whitman player. <laughs> These are quick fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I'll skip you. Let's go to these guys. Matt or Adam, best player. And sometimes it's the best player that you guard, so maybe the best point guard for you, Adam. Who, who is, is it? Is it Lions? Lions is Finger Lake West, right? No, no, Wayne County Lions. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. There's a lot of good kids out there. How about you, Matt? You got an answer for that one? Best player in the Finger Lakes West besides oh, uh, anybody in Red Jacket? <laughs> well, let's go to you, Chase. This is working out great. Uh, the Dom Trippy. There you go. Uh, now, that's he, a good answer. Yeah, I that's played him. He was, he was a good opponent. He was good to play against. You know, I agree. I think Honeyway is a bit of a little sleeper team um, heading into postseason in D1, too. I think that you might not have heard the last of uh, Honeyway this year. Um, so stay with you, Chase. Toughest place to play in the Finger Lakes West. Toughest gym. Hack. HAC? Hack. We always yes. play terrible there. Yeah, yeah what makes it, it tough? Yeah, uh, not sure. It's pretty small. Bleachers are small, but... Uh, kind of I'm a long trip? Not sure, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't know what it is. Just never play well there, I guess. No, you escape with the wind. Do you guys all agree with that, or do you have a different answer? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree never with that. HAC. Naples. Naples? Naples is yeah. slippery. Yeah, so what, you slippery is in the court slippery? Yeah, it's like an ice rink out there. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's green. It's a lot of green. It yeah. probably messes with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Rims seem high, stiff. I don't know. It just seems it's a hard place to play. Right. Um, do you ever have grape pie? Grape pie. Great great pie. pie. I Naples, have. Naples, yeah. pie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. So you can pick up a grape pie, I guess, when you're in Naples. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't injure yourself on that floor. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, uh, Travis, favorite sports movie? Favorite sports movie probably would have to be Space Jam. I get that a lot. Space Jam. I'll move it right down the road here, right to left. Man. The Longest Yard. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah, I like The Longest Yard, too. Longest Yard. Chase? Uh, I like When the Game Stands Tall. When the Game Stands Tall, which one's that? Uh, it's, uh, Is it a basketball or no, football? No, it's a football movie. Football movie? Uh, coach gets cancer. Best player dies. They oh, man, that sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, <laughs> All right, we'll kick it with you. You uh, got an Android or an iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. Just and... got it. Oh, yeah? How about you? iPhone. Guys? Android. Nice, man. Then you're Android. like, nobody ever has an Android, but I do, and I don't like I don't like the iPhones. Yeah, I got an iPhone. iPhone, sure. <laughs> everybody does. Everybody does. Uh, favorite place to eat in the Shortsville, Manchester uh, area? That's tough. Where's your go-to? Um, If I really just want to, like, chill after a game. No? Um... And there, I would sounds weird, but I'd go to McDonald's because that's where most that's like our like our place to go. Yeah, and just sit down and chill like 
10 o'clock at night right, right. after a game. And what would you, what'd you get there? Chicken nuggets or? Chicken nuggets, yeah. That's, really? That's probably the go-to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite nuggets. restaurant? Restaurant. Not in. Not uh, favorite, favorite place to eat in the shorts. Like where you guys would go to eat in your, your home. Well, there's not many options. Right, right. <laughs> well, you can it gets expand it um, a little bit. You know, you go to Canadagua maybe. Or in town, it's probably ordering Mark's or going to Mark's uh, Pizzeria. McDonald's. Yep. If I'm not staying in town, it's probably mm, Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Adam, mm. how about you? Yeah, same thing. We only have, like, a McDonald's in town and, and <laughs> Mark's Pizza, really so there's they not, like, a diner or anything to eat, but... Out of town, it would probably be like Eddie O's. Eddie O's in yeah. Canandaigua? Uh, I go to or Geneva? Farmington. Which one? Farmington. Farmington is yeah. an AO. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chase. Uh, There's a little restaurant called The Depot. The uh, Depot, yeah, yeah, I heard of it. Best chicken parm I've ever had. Oh, hands down. <laughs> really? Love their chicken parm. It's so good. good. Well, nice shout out to The Depot there for That's sure. Um, okay, let's move on down the line here. Um, what's your, f- real quick, just. Give me your favorite sport, um, whether it's to watch, you know, like what you're a fan of. No, I love watching football. Like NFL, college, yeah. both? And both, both. Yeah. Okay, how about you guys? I like watching college basketball. There you I go. I think it's really intense. So. It is. Basketball for sure. NBA, college? Both. Both? And Travis? No, I definitely college basketball. College basketball? Now, as a baseball player, do you follow Major League Baseball? Oh, uh, yeah. I watch that sometimes. Okay. Well, who's your team? The Red Sox. Red Sox? Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Get them off the um, You guys, uh, favorite college basketball team? Syracuse. Nice. That's great. Some people come in here and try to say Duke, and that doesn't make sense to me. Um, Syracuse is just up the road. Um, how about say you guys again? Favorite NBA team? Mm, the Miami Heat. The Heat? I don't really have a favorite NBA team. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. No NBA, no, Travis? I'm a Los Angeles Clippers fan. So. Clippers? Yeah. Is of how long? I've been a fan for them <laughs> for a while, actually. Really? That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Well, it's conference championship weekend uh, today, conference championship day, um, <coughs> AFC MC championships. Uh, who do you like to win the Super Bowl? At this point, uh, there's four teams. Kind of got the 49ers going. The Niners? Yeah. Feeling the Niners. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm going with the Niners, but Green Bay is looking good too. So. What do you think? 49ers. Niners and uh, Travis? I'm a Niners fan, so I got to go for <laughs> Again, always a Niners fan, even when they were I've terrible? Or just I've recently? always been a Niners fan, okay. yeah. All right. um, keep it right with you, Travis. Who's your favorite teacher? My favorite teacher? Ooh, that'd probably have to be Mr. Spaker. Mr. Spaker. Yeah. Mr. Shirtle. Yeah, Give him a yeah, shout Mr. out. Shirtle. Now, there's a girl on the girls' team, Mackenzie Shirtle, right? Yeah. Is that they related? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> My girlfriend. It's your girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is he your favorite teacher? Yeah, he definitely is. He's he? so okay. Love that guy. All right. Um, Uncle Shirtle. <laughs> <laughs> Best. What is what was your favorite part? Just as quickly, your favorite thing about playing the Blue Cross last year? Playing the Blue Cross, oof, that had to be the run out. Honestly, when we coming ran out? out and first got to look up and see how big it was, that was awesome yeah. to me. All right, um, you guys, what was the worst part about playing the Blue Cross? Like adjusting, was there any- <laughs> adjusting to the atmosphere. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, Adam, what about you? Anything yeah. different? Best, best or worst? Um. The best part was definitely running out, and the worst 
had to be adjusting because like we're not used to playing that big of a gym and nobody is really yeah. Yeah. how yeah. about you travis best or worst things about the blue cross um probably the best thing was definitely just like after we had gotten all like ready and stuff we walked out as the, the game was going on and we just like looked at it just got a good view and like saw like what we we're about to play and like that was a great experience yeah um now the way was the locker rooms like in there they're kind of old right um yeah but it's big it's kind of cool Okay. Um, all right. Last thing here before we wrap up the show, um, just give a shout out to anyone who's helped you along the way. Um, you know, role models or helped you become better players or support you. Start with you, Chase. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my mom. Uh, she's she used to coach when I was younger. She always pushed me, even if I was doing what I thought was good enough. She always pushed me, saying I could do better and. She made me who I am today. Okay. How about you, Adam? Uh, shout out T. Gage. <laughs> <laughs> he's put us through a lot, and we put him through a lot, and he's done a lot for us. So um, I appreciate him. Okay, Coach Gage, how are you, man? Uh, just all my coaches growing up and my dad, for sure. Big okay. role model. All right, Travis? Uh, definitely all my coaches and definitely my mom. She used to coach when I was little. She's, she's the one that got me into basketball. So... I appreciate it. So your guys' moms coached more than your dad's in yeah. terms of... Yeah, my dad uh, yeah. is not a basketball player. Mine Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Um, well, I really appreciate appreciate you guys making the drive here on Sunday morning. Um, going to get a look at you guys on Thursday night, uh, but I'm really excited about seeing what type of sectional run you know you guys can make. Um, senior-laden group, played together for a long time, and it kind of all comes to this. Uh, one last thing before we get out of here. Any plans after high school? Uh, going to, plan on going to college, play football. Football? Is anybody looking at you? Uh, yeah, a couple schools. But, Notre uh, Dame, Florida State? Yeah, I wish. How about you guys? Uh, plan on going somewhere for college to – major in uh, physical therapy physical therapy okay how about you man undecided thinking about going to chiropractic college really not sure yet Seneca Falls chiropractic college maybe no yeah. not decided well if you do I got a job for you a summer job that you can work at the Seneca Falls Country Club we a lot of the chiropractic students <laughs> in Seneca Falls it's a great job yeah. you golf no. Any of you guys golf? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. <laughs> um, what about you, Travis? Um, I do plan on going to college. I don't know where yet, but I want to go to like somewhere where I can just start out, see what I want to do in my life, and then go from there. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do freshman year either at all. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do junior year. But yeah, how about sports? Any interest in playing sports um, at the next level? I want to play basketball. Okay. I still want to keep going with that. Okay. Um, well, again, fellas, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank it was you. great talking to you. Good luck rest of the way. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so I want to thank our sponsors, Generations Bake, Little General Orthodontics, DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. Remember, um, you can support what we do here at FingerLakes1.com. Help us bring more of a spotlight to area high school basketball players. Cover more live games uh, by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash FL1. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash FL1. Thanks for joining us on the Upstate Who's podcast. Connect with us on Twitter <coughs> at Finger Lakes one Subscribe to us on YouTube, our audio-only podcast. And uh, it's available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Archived episodes are available at FingerLakes1.tv. And this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on Finger Lakes 1 
or excuse me, Finger Lakes TV Spectrum Channel 1304. You can also find our show, live stream games, and local news, weather, and sports 24-7 on the FingerLakes1.com Android or iPhone app. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week, everybody, and all you students, good luck on your uh, midterm exams.